Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Osman Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tiresport the Northeast's leading tyre supplier with branches across the region. TireSpot don't just do tyres. They cover everything from servicing to wheel alignment. They can handle every aspect of your car's maintenance. For more information, visit tirespot.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> well, and it's your Smiling Faces podcast here on the Gallagher's Shots. Gallagher's Shots? First one, Gallagher's Shots YouTube channel. And we're here with Decker Petrie, back from holiday. Yes, I'm back from oh, holiday, wonderful. yes. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you, yes. Feeling warm as I think the heat here will just be you, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at your legs earlier, man. I was, I was wondering... Uh, <laughs> technical issues on the podcast tonight, ladies and gents. There we are. Yeah, you've got cracking legs like Bestie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have the color of the, the shape. Uh, both. Don't, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> after the um, after the which game was it? The first game, Forest game. Mm. I was in the, the head of steam with my mate, mm-hmm. and my mate's stunning, gorgeous, like long, long hair, like a, a striking individual, like really good neck. Oh, okay. Paul, Paul, if you're watching, Paul McKibbin, beautiful man. And um, this wife goes, "You two related to me and him?" And I was like, "I'll take that." Like, ah, hundred percent. And my mate goes, "Which one's better looking?" In, in a heartbeat, or him. What you? No, no, no. Oh, right. <laughs> and I was like, ah, well, yeah, I can take even still, yeah, still yeah. I'm happy with that. Like, but Decker, we've got news. Come on, then, what's the news? Mark's not here tonight. It's fantastic. I know it's good news. Say, that it's, it's I. a lot of weird. Andy Six, I miss him already. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> the wonderful Andy Six. Andy, if you don't mind us saying, the twentieth century, the twenties, the Mark Clement of this decade. My word. Slightly with more hair, and not that, much. Intended, not much. It's running faster than Usain Bolt at the back of my head, like. But same, yeah, same. yeah, fair enough. But from the heart, that that's meant entirely as a compliment. That is a massive compliment. If you're likening me to Clem straight off, 
I'm going with it. Although I don't want to see the EFL ever again from a Premier League perspective. <laughs> no. From a Newcastle United perspective. For any other club, fine if we're covering them, but not from a Newcastle perspective anymore. Be yeah. all good. No, the same, yes. I'm quite happy just to keep it at EPL <laughs> yeah. level at the moment. I'm all right with that. So, Andy, for those who aren't aware, Andy worked for the Premier League on a televisual capacity. Yeah. Uh, the, the the king of puns, if you don't mind the saying, on final score. <laughs> I don't think a week goes by where I don't watch a, a, a... I don't, Best if it weren't any time for puns on Saturday because uh, the QPR goalkeeper was busy scoring in the 93rd oh. minute against Sunderland. So, you know, it was a bit more shock of a goalkeeper scoring a, a stunning header, Great header, by the way. It was a good header. Dieng, that header, my God, Cristiano Ronaldo would have been proud of that one. But honestly, yeah, it's uh, I'll leave the puns for final score and leave the Newcastle loving for Premier League. That's the way I tend to work. I think that's a very sensible way to yeah. operate. We're going yeah. to start off, boys, with talking about the Brighton game a little bit. Mm. What happened at the weekend there? No, yeah. no draw? Well, I think... Well, I'll ask you, Bestie. Go on. You would have been happy with the point, obviously, going into the game, right? Totally, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm guessing you're the same, right? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. The way Brighton have been playing. I mean, yeah. you saw them against Manchester United the previous week. I mean, the only thing I was really disappointed from at the weekend on Saturday was the fact that Eddie Howe and Graham Potter actually locked eyes when they shook hands with each other. I was wanting to see an Antonio Conte yeah. sort of effect going on with Thomas Tuchel, but didn't see it. But yeah, good point, I think, on the road. I mean, look, Newcastle's form at the Amex over the last few seasons yeah. has been absolutely dire, more Definitely. side. But, you know, to go and get a point down there mm. and to, you know, have a bit of a rearguard action because every single week, Newcastle aren't going to do what we did against Forest. Yeah. You know, no, we're not no. going to control games like that every single week. So it's good that they're showing that different side. I mean, Eddie was talking about the previous week. We need to learn how to play ugly as well as mm. play the good stuff. And I think, well, it just happened pretty much within a day, <laughs> 24 hours yeah. of him exactly saying that. So, you know, mm. yeah, great point on the road. Great point. What did you boys make of the starting 11? Only one change from the Forest game were hard Botman in for target. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear much about the target injury or whatever it was leading up to the game because he didn't mention it in the press conference that you obviously you yeah, asked. Yeah. Um, was there anything that did, when you were going into the game, did you know that that was There was a or? bit of a whisper that target had a dead leg against right. Nottingham Forest and it was just a short-term affair and he was touch and go for the game. So I think there was a bit of discussion amongst us in the press room, you know, if he does miss out, yeah. who's going to come in at left back? I must be honest, we all thought Paul Dummett would come mm. in, you yeah. know. Seven out of ten every single game, mm. Mr. Reliable. You just thought he'd do it. But obviously, Dan learning how to be a left back at Brighton, yeah, yeah. you know, was the perfect choice for it. And I thought Sven Botman, I'll be honest with you, slid into that team so, so easily, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He looked good alongside Fabian Scher. Mm. And it's difficult to look good when you're alongside <laughs> Fabian Scher, because that is a handsome man right there as well. He's unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a bit uh, I was a, I watched obviously Brighton the week before against Man United and I was so impressed with Welbeck. Yeah. And I appreciate obviously, you know, he's a bit hot and cold and that and he's been around yeah. the block, but he was really good against Man United. And I was a bit worried thinking, you know, he's going into that game with a bit of confidence from yeah. that game, Botman's first game. Yeah. I thought he played excellent. I did think Byrne was outstanding the left mm. back. Yeah. I, th I thought he was excellent. Yeah. He was. Certainly early on. Yeah. Um I just thought <clears throat> if we'll go on to the game a little bit, we didn't I, my my overriding thing of the whole thing I was when I've been talking to people, just our our players that could hurt Brighton, I thought all had a very poor game in my opinion. I, yeah. I thought I'm a massive fan of Maxi, like probably the biggest on this channel to be fair. I always try my best to defend him and I'll always stick up for him. But I thought that was one of his poorest yeah. games. Um, yeah. I thought early early on, I thought he looked like he, he could hurt them. It looked like he could because they were working the ball to him and he was looking dangerous. But after he took that dive, which mm. was horrendous, I, mean, I have to <laughs> yeah, just go, yeah. that was really yeah. bad. I felt like after that, he never, it's never really recovered. It didn't really yeah. work for him. And, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that one, but I just felt 
it wasn't just him. I thought, well, it was poor. I thought Bruno had it. And listen, everyone yeah. is entitled to a poor game. I'm certainly not criticising Bruno for having a yeah. poor game. That happens. That's football. But um, it, it was just a shame that all of the players that could hurt them all had a bad game. Mm. That's how I felt. Anyway. I thought it was exactly what Eddie said. You know, he summed it up as he usually does pretty brilliantly afterwards. And first half, I thought Newcastle well and truly in it. You know, there was plenty of, you know, decent attacking intent. But second half... Whether it was, and this is going to sound like a terrible excuse, because it's the same for both sides. Whether it's the heat, obviously Newcastle try and play at higher intensity than a lot of teams in the Premier League. Whoever knows the factor behind it, they just dropped off. And he can't do that against a side like Brighton. I know, you know, many from outside the outside of England might look at it and go, well, Brighton, what they're all about. They're a fantastic side under yeah, Graham Potter. Yeah. They play some yeah. lovely stuff. Yeah. Great structure behind them as well. Defensively, from back to front, really good side. And I just thought we sat back a little bit, dropped off a little bit. And if you do that, Brighton can get, you know, their throat on oh, your throats. Yeah, and yeah. by the time you know it, it's all gone. It's a wonderful football, don't it? Yeah, they, they do. So all of which, to me, makes it a good point as well. Yeah. To pick up down there, because yeah. as Andy says, we've not got a very good record down there. No. The army goal notwithstanding a few draws. Yeah. 3-0 hiding. Yeah. Three 0 hiding off from the last season, the season before, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Before to be one. fair, even the game, we beat them at home. Uh, under Howen, I thought were the, were the worst team in the game. I think, yeah. I think technically we've been outplayed against them almost every time we played them, yeah. it feels like. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. going back, uh, even the Modi Army free goal, I mean, we've yeah. got outplayed, really. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it just is what it is. But uh, one question I have for you, Timo, I know you mentioned Target, obviously, or Bottom coming in. Yeah. <clears throat> obviously, the guy who was famous on Twitter the day before, which anyhow didn't. <laughs> I'm surprised we've managed, what, <laughs> 10 minutes without mentioning Nick Pope already? Um, Hello, mate. Obviously, he's. He's number one now. Yeah. Right? That, that, yeah. And that performance there was was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Me, me, me question to you really is, 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 did you have any type of feeling that he was going to be the number one or was there any questions or whispers you, you had heard I that don't, he thought was going to be house guy? You or? know what? This is personally, of personal opinion. I didn't think that they were going to go and get a player like Nick Pope. He was gunning for the World Cup. You know, wants to get in the England squad where there's a lot of competition in that number one jersey and not play him straight away yeah. from me off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this isn't against Martin Dubravka. I think, Dubravka has been one of our most consistently excellent players in the last few seasons. And there's certainly still a role for him without a shadow of a doubt. It's just the hamstring of having two top-class goalkeepers. But yeah, I did think Nick Pope would come in, considering his stats last season in particular for Burnley, where he was, what, number two shot or number one shot stopper in the league, I think. He was number one in a couple of other things. Obviously, his distribution many people have talked about, but... I think that's a bit unfair on the lad, to be honest. You're playing in a Burnley side that doesn't exactly play out from the back, you know, and... His distribution so far, it's been correct me if I'm wrong, has been, been pretty decent, has, you know? Yeah, and that, he alluded to that himself in the interview we did with The Athletic a few weeks ago. Yeah. He said uh, the way I had to play at Burnley was long balls. Yeah. Long balls by their very nature yeah. aren't exactly right, like, you know. So, yeah, we'll see yeah. what... It seems very capable to me. Miller bought him as a shot stopper. At the end of the day, you're a goalkeeper. You know, I know Newcastle want to play a certain way. They want yeah. to play out from the back when they can. They're growing into that sort of identity. But Nick Pope was bought to keep the ball out of the net. And I remember being in the press conference last year or during COVID or after COVID with Sean Dyche. And we asked him at the time, because Pope was on excellent form at that time, you know, what was it about Nick Pope that he saw? And in true Dyche fashion, he turns around and says, well, you can keep the ball out the back of the net. That's what I saw in him. And that's what I like about him. He's my goalkeeper. And he can. I mean, those saves, especially from Lalana, that was reminding me of like Seaman against Pesca Salido in the FA Cup semi-final years ago. It was behind him. Close yeah. it out. Wonderful reactions. Lalana maybe should have scored, yeah. but I think that's doing a disservice to Pope. It's a heck of a save. Yeah. And yeah, I do think he's now solidified himself as number one. But we're chatting with Fab Share later on this week. And one of the questions I'm going to put to him is kind of like, you know, what's it like for a defender to know you've now got 
not just two, but let's not forget Carl Darlow and Mark Gillespie are still there as well. But four very, very good goalkeepers that are going to be behind you this season in whatever game. And it'll be interesting to see what he says because they just add that solidity to the back five, don't they? I honestly think Darlow might be the best stop I've ever seen in Newcastle. Yeah. Shot stop release. The rest of his game yeah. for me, no, not so much, but shot yeah. stop is incredible. Oh, he is. Unbelievable shot yeah. stop he is. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I think uh, obviously it is amazing to think we've got them two options oh. in, in goal. And I've been yeah. really impressed with Portland. Well, certainly, yeah. uh, Forrest didn't have anything to do. That, that's no, 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 that was just no. the way he was that the game went. Was, he was. Yeah. Um, but against, against Brighton, I, 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 sometimes I always I, I found this more when Darlow was in goal, where, <clears throat> you know, if Darlow made a save, people would go, well, Dubravka would have made that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, see any of that yeah. at the beginning. I know Pope's making no. all these saves. Nobody said, well, I think Dubravka wouldn't have saved that one. No. Would have. It was just, wow, that was amazing. By and the you game. remember games that Dubravka's had for Newcastle, where, oh, yeah. I mean, what was it? Liverpool, Tottenham, he's had a, that amazing game down at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when Joe Linton went and nicked that one no yeah, win. Yeah. And Dubravka was saving he, everything was, that uh, they could throw at him. His debut against Man United. His debut against Man U, yeah. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. And so how they've managed, you know, if Dubravka and I'm, I'm expecting him to stay at the moment. Yeah. You know, if they get Dubravka and Pope as their number one, number two, whichever way around they might be, Absolutely. in terms of strength and depth, it doesn't normally get leveled at being a goalkeeper, but strength and depth for Newcastle's goalkeeping department's pretty slick at the minute, you know? It's not bad at all, is it? No. Now we're going to talk about it, lads. We did actually have the ball in the net at one point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. we did, yeah. wasn't on match of the day. Yeah, I didn't watch we match didn't, of the day. We no, didn't get a kick. No. Unless the kids were just so similar that... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make it. Oh, maybe oh, it was... before, come on then, talk about the kid quickly. Then. Yeah, quickly. What's your thought on that kid? Now, with the with the, with the, the war, that the sponsor. I don't like it. I still don't like it. it. Still don't like it. If it had been if it had been a monochrome spot, um, logo, Newcastle yeah. badge, mm -hmm. um, maybe not with black shorts and socks. It just didn't work. Oh, no. I give you that one. I, I think the white shorts it would have had a different sort of dynamic yeah. behind it. Definitely. But you can see why those people on Twitter are saying, "Well, what about the the white kit with the back of Brighton's kit was white? Yeah, the away kit it's got the blue." Playing blue sleeves with the gold along the bottom, which yeah. is Brighton have got as well. Yeah, back and white stripes. You've seen stripes and stripes before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have just worn last season's back kit. No, I mean, it's effectively a training kit, wasn't it? The, the yeah, 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 yeah. It's a warm up yeah. kit. Oh, one of the yeah. keeper kits, I think Scott yeah. in our group made the point we've got a yellow keeper kit, a green one. And um, I think this season, all of them just worked. Corners would have been fantastic, wouldn't they? All gloves, put gloves on them as well. Yeah. Sensational. Yeah. Are you a fan of that shirt, Andy? Do you like that? I didn't mind it, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it was a weird situation, wasn't it? I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that in football where they've had to somehow manufacture a fourth yeah. kid out of thin air, what, 48, 72 hours before the game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have hard and air of it. It just suddenly came out of the bloom. We're thinking, hang on a minute. So immediately, obviously, we know what our home kit's like. Check our second kit, check our third kit. Mm -hmm. They all do clash with Brighton, in fairness. Yeah, so, you know, they had to do it, but... Yeah, I was all right with it. I didn't think it's the worst kit, certainly, I've ever seen. It wasn't the best, but yeah. it wasn't bad. I agree the shorts and socks will go back. Yeah. So uh, sorry, bestie. Is there another, <laughs> do, are there any other teams that wear blue and white in the Premier League that might have to do with Southampton? But Leicester have got Leicester's all blue. and blue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Southampton this year is just all white with that red stripe, so the Yeah, they've got a weird, like, back on the Southampton kit this season, haven't they, too? But we don't need to worry about the red and white. Not so much. Kit. Not so much. No. Easier, no. 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 No one. No. Right. So that's the one Chef off. That's the, <laughs> that's the. That's the green and blue kit. If we're, if we're so the first and last time we're ever going to see it. Unless we're going to DH gear because we're going to DH and get now. Well, DH had it on there with the sponsor on before. Even the club were going to do that. Oh, so yeah. that was how my. That's how far ahead DH is. It? It'll yeah. end up in Castore though, won't it? It'll end up in Castore for 150 quid a shirt. Yeah, like to be absolutely spot. But on. they'll bring more than out because they'll sell. Yeah, probably. They'll bring more. There's no way they'll not bring more than out. They'll probably, yeah. probably see and get worn again as well before the season's out. 
Yeah. I reckon. Okay. But we did score a goal. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. Callum Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a high, t- high touch, a high foot? Did you think? Um, well, it's high. Like, uh, yeah. you can't, we can't, you can't deny that. I mean, um, it dunks about seven foot five or something. And, and <laughs> he's a big boy, and mm-hmm. he's, it's up right up there. And now, obviously, I know you could look at it from the angle of there's no contact made, yeah. which clearly wasn't. But the the only thing I, in my opinion, I, I felt as if the ref should have let it go, and then. But then again, yeah. there's a bit of a rule change, they're not there the way the ref's making more of a decision. But I just felt yeah. maybe he could have let it go and then VAR could have taken a look at it yeah. and then decided if it's high for Because there was an argument as well that the goalkeeper stopped. You know, and yeah. it did look like yeah. he stopped it, too. It, so... kind of, it almost felt like Wilson to me because the finish was a little bit scuffed. In it, yeah. it, it felt like he was just putting it away just to, yeah. for the sake of doing uh, yeah. it, really. Plus, not, you know, not, notwithstanding, I think it would have been a bit of a smash and grab if, mm. if Newcastle had managed to get a 1-0 win out of that, oh, you yeah. know, with... I wouldn't have said no to it. You know, six points out of six to opening two weekends of a season would have been great. But no, I think given the rules, given how they are at the minute, I mean, yeah. like you said, Dunk's a, a big lad. If if Callum can get his foot that high, then fair play to him. His flexibility is far better than mine. But no, I think he, it was eye boots yeah. right way. I can always look at if it was the other way around. You know what I mean? If if yeah. if, if one of their players had a score against us in the same manner, yeah. I probably yeah. would have foot high there. Yeah. That would have been my first reaction. So yeah. I can only be honest on that one. Nah, I mean, yeah. it was, and you're right. It was a smash and grab. It would have been, yeah. Um, because the the one the one that I still kind of get on my head because I thought it was in was Trippier's off the line. Like, oh yeah, God, uh, that I, was in. I think Trips anyway. thought it was oh, in yeah. as well yeah. <laughs> at one stage. Yeah. It, it time seemed to stand still while yeah. it while it bounced and then got more towards the line. Yeah. I was like, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he cleared it, and obviously they, they showed you eventually the, the struggle to show you at first, but they did show you, and it was it was a fraction. Yeah, not it, all. It of was those. just it was. All but, all yeah. the line, all wasn't but. It, pretty much. Yeah. And of course, we forget yeah. there was another goal, like Fabian Share as Cher. well. There was another goal line clearance yeah. too. Where... Trippier being casual, Share there. Oh. He had all the time in the world, didn't oh. he? Oh. He almost did his hair on the goal oh. line, though, didn't he? It was absolutely oh. perfect. Because there was someone charging in as well, and he just, just yeah. took his time. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that would have burn, because it hit Burn, didn't it, on the way through? And I'm sure yeah. Burns conceded a goal very similar to that uh, last season yeah. where it just bounced off and would have been so unlucky. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the other side of it, Brighton would have been thinking, what. Well, Oh. It's one of them days we're not going to score, yeah. yeah. Two off the line and all the rest. But this of is it. the argument leveled up, right? Isn't it? You know, all the yeah, pretty all the time, player, yeah. all the structure, everything like that. I mean, what they got 39 goals last season yeah. in the Premier League. I mean, two struggle to score, geez, you know, I know they've got Danny Welbeck, the looks of the player reignited now, yeah, yeah. but they're going to lose Mope apparently to Nottingham Forest, yeah. who are in for everyone. Um, but <laughs> Neil Mope might be heading off down to the city ground. I don't know where they're where their firepower is going to necessarily come from. If you get one injury, you know, to a Trossard or someone like He's that, he is a, a fantastic player. Well. Marches as well. Marches. I think that's the, the, the problem. Obviously, not the not Brighton podcast, but like, no, no. you know, where, where like, obviously they have got a fantastic philosophy there and mm. what, they, what they're doing. But as soon as they get a player that is half decent, they're gone. Like yeah. the left back who just went to Chelsea. Yeah. Like a fabulous player. Yeah, Caicedo as well. But you're losing linked. them and it's hard to replace. I mean, obviously that the, the it didn't look like they missed them no. every weekend against us or against my United in fairness. But, um, but this yeah. must make Newcastle so excited because Brighton are yeah. largely where they are yes. right now because of Dan Ashworth. Dan Ashworth. Yes. At the yeah, end yeah. of the day, like he's gone in there. He's done a wonderful job down at the Amex. You know, I've been I've been fortunate enough to go down there a couple of times, and the setup, the training ground, you know, everything about the club is just pinpoint Premier League. Yeah. And the players, like you rightly said, they're gonna get them through. You know, they just keep reinventing it. You've got, yeah. what, Eve Basuma, go sell for a tidy fee. Kukurea, off to Chelsea for a tidy fee to name but two. Then you've got this Moses Caicedo, Caicedo who's come in. He looks an absolute player at 20 years old as well. Yeah. And all of this is, not all, that's a bit unfair, but most of it has come through Dan Ashworth, mm-hmm. through the scouting network yeah. that they've developed. 
Newcastle have got that all to look forward to because yeah. let's not forget he's only been here three months. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's. It... Tell some people on Twitter that as well. Like, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's been a few years so far, but anyway. Yeah. 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 I think some of it, it, it does your head in, doesn't it? I think people just want everything to be right immediately. Immediately. And it just, yeah. that doesn't happen, does it? And you can, you can understand it after all the years that we've kind of been yeah. through as yeah. well. I know there might be many fans of other clubs who look at that and go, well, hang on a minute. You're not being terrible. not being down League Two. You're not being down the conference. Fair enough. It's all perspective. But after the years under Mike Ashley, yeah. you know, I can understand the impatience. But Rome won't build in a day. Absolutely. You know, Brighton, Brighton won. They lost the goals to the ground 20, 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. They were barely a football club for a little yeah. while. Yeah. 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 So I remember Fat Boy Slim's record label sponsored was Skint as yeah. well. Skint as well. <laughs> yeah. Cutting the kind of and they are where they are now, not all through Dan Ashworth, but yeah. just kind of slow rebuild and promotion and he, consolidation. He, he got and, the yeah. manager in there as well and believed in him. Yeah. In a time where people maybe on the outside didn't think. Yeah, not, don't you know, think I'd heard of Graham Potter before yeah, he went no, to Brighton. No. Be with you. I knew little bits and pieces from what he was doing out in like Sweden and around mm. there, but didn't know too much about it. What heck of a job he's done at yeah, Brighton. He's doing but, brilliantly. Hell, Dan Ash was bringing that to Newcastle United, exactly, you know, yeah. and Eddie will do a fantastic job, I'm sure. So, uh, well, he's already has done and will do, but uh, yeah, we shall soon see, I think. Is that Crystal Palace scoring, by the way? It was. Sorry, Dan, I was just giving that. you away completely, <laughs> yeah. haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Watching, you know, Liverpool yeah. against Crystal yeah. Palace. Zaha scored there. Ah, oh, fantastic. Very good. Lovely stuff. Liverpool with a, a good record down at the Tellers Park as well, famously over the years. It's the other way around, which. It's Anfield. It's Anfield. 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 <laughs> that's, that's it's like Soccer Saturday, this, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but yes, one of only two teams in the Premier League yet to concede a goal. Aye. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that to the bank. Absolutely. Aye. And we'll play the other one next week, so it's guaranteed to be a nil-nil draw. Yeah. Aye, Especially against a team with no attacking talent whatsoever exactly. as part yeah. of it. I mean, Manchester City, well, they're bringing to St. James's Park, you know. Nothing at all. <laughs> well, I've got, a, I've got a couple of questions for you. We're in from the Brighton game for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know, obviously, I, I've been watching the press conferences, yeah. as I think well, me and Bestie, especially Bestie says. On a Friday. Like, a, a Friday yeah. afternoon entertainment, watch the whole thing. It's turning into entertainment again, isn't it? it the really press has, conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. You, you always have, without without a shadow of the most um, passionate and the most, the way you say a question is very, very nice. The way yeah. I, I think you do. Honestly. You're only saying that because I'm on the podcast. No, like, no, like, no, if I was no. outside, like that wouldn't be the case. No, no. Yeah, I thought oh. he would do. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but honestly, um, I just wanted, like, you know, what's it like now going like yeah. obviously from what it was previously like what well, you know when you're I, the other question i was going to have is double barrel this a bit does eddie have them a lot earlier than what other managers i'd heard rumors that he likes to have them very early on and, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no um it's exactly the same i think i'm All pretty right, okay. sure my memory's terrible you know but steve had is about nine ten o'clock in the oh, okay. morning or whatever it's relatively similar but that's the only thing that I could argue that is similar. I mean, you you know what it's like as Newcastle fans. Every one of us know what it's like around the city, around the region. I mean, geez, last season I was down covering a Leeds press conference. I was stopped off at Weatherby. I think he said this actually in his press uh, in the press conference on Friday that he encountered two Newcastle fans down there. And I was chatting to this, you know, as you do, stop off at Weatherby Services, go and get yourself a sausage roll, corned beef bake from Greg's. And the last behind the counter is like, oh, where are you from? You know, a strange accent, which I do. It's a bit Yorkshire. It's a bit Geordie. I said, from Newcastle. And she says, hey, it's great to see Newcastle doing, doing so well at the minute, isn't it? With the takeover and everything. <laughs> People down in Weatherby know about yeah. it, you know, and the atmosphere in the city is great. Going to back to your question, it's exactly like that in the press conference. It's exactly the same as if you were going into, you know, a bar or a restaurant in Newcastle. Everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy about it. Because you know what it's like in this city. 
you know, if a team are doing well, if the mood's good around the team and the club, the mood's good around the city and the people as well. And it's exactly the same around the press conferences. Everyone walks in with a smile on their face. Everyone seems to be kind of re-energized with their line of questioning, yeah. with just the general crack with Eddie. Aye. You know, he comes into the room, morning everyone, gives us a bit of crack straight away. You know, everyone's happy to talk to him as a bloke, as well as the Newcastle United manager. And I, I said this on a podcast I was on the other week. You've got me going now. And if you're getting me talking about Eddie Howe, I've got nothing but good to say about that man. What a bloke he is. He's off camera as well. I know there are certain managers out there that might look really, really good. They might give good lip service, you know, on camera. But off camera, that man's an absolute breath of fresh air. He's wonderful. Speaks to everyone, has chats with them, all of that sort of stuff. Um, just a downright good bloke. So... Yeah, that's naturally going to transpire itself across to a press conference, across to, you know, our sit-down interviews with him, everything. And I think you can tell, you know, there is that more relaxed environment around as well. People aren't wondering about, you know, oh, what the heck's he going to say here? You know, it, everything he says is pretty much a soundbite. Everything yeah. he says is genuine. And everything he says is about this identity that he is trying to knock into Newcastle United. And I tell you what, what's he been here since November? Plumbing Eck, what a job he's done. What he's a done job. a fantastic job. It was something that, like you say, permeates through the city. Yeah. Before the Forest game, um, I was walking out. I normally have a couple of beers in the Newcastle tap, but you couldn't yeah. get in for Forest Lands. Mm. And it was the same in the, what's it called? The Victoria Commodore corner. That was oh, Forest man. fans. Yeah. Out front there. So at the end, we went the fourth, but it was Newcastle fans and Forest fans. They were just mixing. Yeah. And everyone, because they are the first season back up for them for 23 years. Yeah. Newcastle's first season with hope for, mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. For 15 years at least. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just you could feel the whole city, like, like you say, you can yeah. feel that this is it's just better than it was. It's an energy, it it's is. an absolute energy. Really and is. you know what? We 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 probably saw that the first day that Eddie Howe came in to his press conference. I remember him coming in and saying to him, you know, what what's it like walking over the threshold at St. James's as the manager of Newcastle? Obviously, you've done it before as Bournemouth manager. And he said, you know, like you think of the history straight away. You think yeah. of Sir Bobby, you think of Kevin Keegan, you think of these luminaries that have come in before me. I'm like, that's not just a, a written answer that you yeah, thought yeah. will sound good. That's come from my heart, that has. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really incredible. He knows it, obviously. He's a supremely intelligent bloke. You can see that in him. You can see it in his eyes. You can see the way he answers questions. Every, every part of it is just considered, is good, and is genuine. And, yeah. you know... He answers <sighs> questions so well, doesn't oh, he? Um, yeah. And yeah. I think, <clears throat> you're right, the summarizers, when you watch them, you, you know the lip service. You know yeah. They're just saying that to, to get rid of the question almost. Yeah. But I think, well, so far anyway, I know it's early days and yeah, yeah, um, everything is rosy, you know, and there hasn't yeah. been a sort of a, a bad run, if you like. Yeah. You know, But I just feel... I remember him even in the Bournemouth days when when things weren't going well, mm. still had that measured approach and that, that honest approach. Like, uh, the, the touching on Friday's press conference when I watched it, I, of course, I'm all about Kevin Keegan and nostalgia, yeah. like yeah. And most fans are. I loved it when it went down that route oh, quite heavily, yeah. didn't it? On, yeah. on that press conference about Kevin Keegan, the old days, have you been in touch with Kevin and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. He embraced all of that, where well, someone just might not want to think about the past too much. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he was on about showing footage of the players and yeah. stuff like that. I thought it was amazing. We mentioned it last season. That's the reason I asked him because, you know, he, he did, I remember it very vividly that he mentioned Kevin and he wanted to speak. He'd already spoken to him, you know, and he wanted him to speak. And I was thinking, has he done that in pre-season as well? I mean, in pre-season obviously was a bit higgledy-piggledy really with everything being cancelled, them having to reorganise, all of that sort of stuff. But I thought, you know what? He might well have had him on the phone. He might well have had him on a chat, not necessarily to see the players yet. 
I didn't expect him to come in and say he's basically given the, the players a history lesson, oh, yeah. you know, last week, which is <laughs> tremendous. Just had like this vision of, you know, Bruno and Joe Linton sat in the front row, you know, cross-legged and Eddie <laughs> preaching to them about, you know, Malcolm McDonald and Kevin Keegan and David Ginola's goal against Ferenc Varosh and things like that, you know. You just got kind of got that picture in your mind. But yeah, I mean, going back to kind of a line of question in the press conferences, he relaxes us. It's so much easier to prep for the press conferences these days because you feel like you don't necessarily have to ask him the ordinary. I mean, I've never been the type of intelligent journalist to ask intelligent questions. So that's why I go down my line of question deck, which you referred to before, which is very, very simplistic and very basic because I'm a bit of a moron. But I'll ask him like the, the the stuff out of the blue, the stuff that he's not expecting, because I want to try and catch him out. I'll never ever catch Eddie Howe out, ever. He's far more intelligent than I'll ever be. But at the same time, I want to hear what he has to say, not just about the style of football that he has to play, but about the fans, about the city, yeah. about how he's doing personally as well. Mm-hmm. I want and I find myself wanting to know more about the bloke yeah. rather than just Eddie Howe, the manager. And he's been pretty open with that sort of thing as well, which I think, you know, you two know as fans, you attach yourself more to that sort of person, oh, don't you, as a manager? Definitely. You know, if definitely. he's got a human side, because I think, you know, we're all guilty of this as fans. You know, we, we kind of look at footballers and see them on this extra plane, this extra level. Same with managers, this kind of unapproachable sort of level. They're not. They're just ordinary people like you and I, you know, and I think the England Lioness has showed that brilliantly in, in the summer with the wonderful achievements that they had in the Euros. But Eddie's exactly the same. He's a normal bloke and he answers questions sometimes like an absolutely ordinary bloke that you're just chatting to down the pub. And I think that's the very, very best aspect of him. He did that on the transfers when I, I can't remember who asked the question and he was like, I'm really sorry to say this, guys. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know I've said this before yeah. and I'm sorry to say it again. But, yeah. And I, I thought, the way he said that was lovely as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought he was tearing up, Decker, at that point. I thought he, he was genuinely sorry. Well, I, I wanted to be like, oh, I mean, yeah, I think a few of us were, but, yeah. you know, we're still patient. But, yeah, exactly. That's a prime example of it. He's genuinely sorry that he doesn't have better news to bring the fans because that's what he wants to do. And, you know, I've seen him a bit frustrated and I've seen him a yeah. bit angry in certain instances. And there's... No way in heck that Eddie Howe is a 100% nice guy. You know, the man has another side to him where I'm sure you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. But I think that's what makes him a, a really, really good manager as well as a really good bloke too. And, yeah. you know, long may it continue. I, tell you. I think you have got to have that to kind of be any sort of success. Even, yeah. Not even the Premier League, even like going down. Yeah. Even South Shields, Heaven, Heaven Town, Seven, you've got to have that little bit of kind of yeah. get your players on side, protect them from what the press can do. Yeah. But at the same time... But at the right time, yeah, really like kind of let them know if they're not pulling their weight, if what they're doing yeah. isn't good enough. But how really does seem to have bought in, yeah. I think to to say to the area, to the team, he yeah. did the thing on Friday about like you say, showing the lads the history. He doesn't seem to be scared of the history of the club. No, it doesn't. Which is something I think Brace, is it? Where managers have kind of distanced themselves. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name, but the, his predecessor <laughs> to me feels like and I don't want you to burn your bridges here, Andy. I, no, I'm <laughs> conscious that you can't be too I'm not covering West Brom anytime <laughs> soon, I don't think, but you never know. <laughs> But yeah, it kind of felt as if he was almost kind of he didn't want to talk about kind of what Newcastle could be yeah. or what they were because they were tagging was it tagging along or yeah. whatever the expression well, he said, was along, didn't he? Tick tick along. Tick I, I along. think I think yeah. it's obviously I'm not gonna mention him either, but maybe just afraid of 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 wanting to be, you know, compared or, or almost yes. putting pressure on yourself. Whereas okay. Eddie's willing to to acknowledge the fact of what we were. I mean, he even mentioned or second in the Premier League, not so, and that obviously was yeah. a long time ago. But yeah, I yeah. remember that as if it was yesterday. Yeah, you know, yeah, of and, course. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's obviously 
wanting to do that. He's sporting the Kevin, who is just mm. the ultimate man, in my opinion. Yeah. I just love the guy. Um, yeah. No, but you're he, right. He embraces it. He does. And the other thing that I've liked about it as well is, is <clears throat> there's, there's a certainly there's on, on Twitter and things like that. There's a lot of fans are saying, you know, could we push for Europe this season? Now, us around this table, I'm, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be wanting to do that, but mm. that is not at all something I'm even con- thinking about. No. Me is just. No. Let's be comfortable. Let's not be looking over his shoulder, hopefully, yeah. at any point in the season, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. And he gets asked them questions he did again on Friday. He gets, and yeah. again, he answers them of like, listen, let's not get too far. Out of yeah. We're trying to create something. We're trying to build. Yeah. And he, he answers it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, again, which is... So but on the other hand, obviously, the previous week, you know, he talks of, yeah, of course, I dream about winning the trophy. Yeah. Everyone does in the game. If you don't do, then... Yeah. What's the matter with you? You're a huge club like Newcastle United. Of course you're going to dream of winning a trophy. And he didn't mention anything to do with finance. He didn't mention anything to do with that. It was all this size of this club should be winning a trophy. And I'm sorry, but that's music to the ears of every single one of us out there. You know, I mean, I have no idea what Newcastle and City would be like if the club ever won a trophy. I mean, bank holidays, you know, throughout the month of June, whatever trophy we ended up winning but uh no i mean you both make really really good points about him embracing that's why and i keep using this and i felt like it was hyperbole maybe towards the end of last season because you want to see him have a full season but i'm going to say it again he's the perfect fit he's the perfect fit because he identifies himself so closely with the fans and what they want and you can see that in his press conferences to a certain extent but I tell you what, lads, you can definitely see it when you sit down one to one with him mm-hmm. across a you know across a table or whatever. You can see it in his eyes. He understands what the fans want because mm-hmm. he is very quickly becoming a fan himself. I'm pretty certain, <laughs> and he just understands everything that this city needs, this city desires, and he understands how to connect the city to the club. And I tell you what, I've always said it: if you're someone who's able to do that with Newcastle United, my God, you've got a you know you've got a beast coming for you, you know. I think, what was it, Black My Tiger that Kev Keegan always used to yeah. say? You know, it, and he's exactly right. And I think Eddie's the man to be able to do that. I'd love to think so. We've said for pretty much since he took over, since he got the job. Yeah. It would be great if in 20 years' time we're sitting here going, remember when we won this job? And Eddie yeah. Howe was the kind of, almost like the, the Alex Ferguson. Or yeah. the, you know, the, it's a long, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's buying a sky stuff at the minute. Yeah. But it's yeah. just a lovely thought. I would love to have him have that kind of longevity, that kind Isn't of success. Because yeah. I, I worry about the mo- the modern game, if you like, of, of how quickly things change. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it manager appointments and, and people that are wanting to, yeah. the project to continue the way they want it to. Sometimes sack managers quickly, right? And, yeah. and, and, well, we and that, you the, just hope that doesn't happen. What, like the, the stuff that um, Ten Hag's had already? Oh, yeah. Man United yeah. and Hassan <laughs> Hoodland. <laughs> how long yeah. is your podcast? You want to talk <laughs> about Manchester United? My <laughs> God, what on earth? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you should thank you know, the owners, shouldn't they? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> We're going to be taking Not questions. Not saying any more on that. <laughs> We're going to be taking questions from YouTube before too long. So if you've got anything burning that you'd like to ask Andy or Decker or myself. Is it burning in here? Burning, It's huh? red hot, isn't it? It's going to sound like one day fan as well. And I'm still brosting up. Get them in. But Andy, I've got something for you here. Not something for whoa, you whoa, here. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Didn't realise it was that sort of podcast, lad. Turn the camera off. <laughs> You've had a front row seat since the takeover, before the takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? You've, we've kind of talked at length about Eddie Howe and the, yeah, the effect he's yeah. had and how he is as a man. He's yeah. embraced the club. What would you say has been the biggest thing you've noticed kind of structurally? Not literally as in training ground, but, you know, or maybe just training ground. Yeah. But as yeah. regards to the infrastructure, how the club um, how the club manages itself, how yeah. the club promotes itself, what's the biggest thing you've noticed? It's one word, professionalism. Yeah. Straight away. You can see it in all facets of the club. 
You can see it from painting the walls at St. James's Park. Yeah. You can see it from the latest signing from Leon Bruno Guimaraes in January arriving at his first press conference and saying, I want to win the Champions League. Yeah. You can see it with Dan Ashworth and what he's already done with the wheels in motion. See it with the women's team. See it with Darren Eels being appointed as well. Yeah. You know, it's literally every facet of the club that has become more professional. And this is inside a year. Yeah. This is inside 12 months. We were talking about impatience before. Yeah. I mean, plumbing heck. My mass is absolutely terrible. But what has it been? 10 months. 10 months. 10 months since the takeover. To the day nearly, yeah. Yeah? yeah. And the professionalism within the club and the structure, you use that word, bestie, you know, you can see it from miles away. But certainly when you're doing your player interviews, when you're doing your press conferences and everything, it's just run so much more smoothly. You know, and it, it's been, it, it has been a joy to witness from, not just from the inside, but from the outside watching as a fan. You know, my partner and all her family are massive Newcastle United fans. And, you know, it's been great to kind of see them from a fan perspective, watching from East stand every home game and seeing what they can do. You know, but every single aspect of a club, having War Fags return, which is, yeah, you're yeah. a, a huge, huge part of Newcastle United. Let's not get away from it. The St. James Park atmosphere these days, I don't think, I don't think there's better personally in the Premier League. I know many might argue Anfield at the moment. Okay, it's a valid argument, but I still don't think it's as good as St. James's Park on a game like Arsenal towards the end of last was, season. That last game was the best I've oh, probably ever experienced, God. actually. And, yeah. um, it was an incredible game. It was unbelievable. It, but obviously, we mentioned anyhow there in terms of press conferences. Mm. I wanted to, you know, when you, you say that, you've obviously spoke to players as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What sort of their, again, is it similar to Eddie Howe in terms of they're more vibrant in interviews yeah. and they're willing to, Maybe share more, they just seem more up for a type of thing. A lot, a lot, yeah. I mean, a, a few of them. I'll take John Joe, for instance. John Joe's always been, personally speaking, brilliant with me in interviews. I, I've always found him a fascinating bloke to talk to, to be honest with you, because he comes up with some stuff and you're like, well, hang on a minute, where, where did that come from? That's what you've got to always be switched on. But I remember an interview towards the end of last season and we were talking about how, you know, uh, no pun intended, how when Eddie came in, he was do you know, John Joe was going to bed at like six o'clock in the evening, seven o'clock in the evening when he came back from training because he was that naked. You know, yeah. six months later, he's telling me how when he's driving his daughter down to a game, he's playing local hero in the car on the way down. And you're thinking, this is great. Would you have had yeah. that from the players under previous managers? I mean, it's difficult to say, but probably not. Yeah. Let's be honest. And they just seem like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders, which is strange considering the expectations yeah. have skyrocketed now, you know, with the extra money, the new owners, everything, and the players that Newcastle have bought. The expectations have gone up. The pressure just seems to have maybe diminished. Or if it has increased, they're good bluffers. I'll tell you now, they're getting going with poker. But, you know, yeah, people like John Joe, I mean, that's just to use one prime example, but you I, see I've the rest Sean of Sean Longstaff say it. Sean's a been lot brilliant. Of, yeah. yeah, a lot of things where... I'm not saying that digs necessarily. Fraser has been similar as well, where yeah. they are kind of having a bit of a dig. Yeah. If how maybe training was or mm. professionals or whatever, you know, what yeah. it was like before. And you can see the, the, the improvement in all of them areas, yeah. which is, again, that's what, as fans, it's all you want to hear. Yeah. Right? Of course, it's great to hear, you know. Sean's yeah. a prime example, actually. And I know this is just going away off topic, but I thought one of the most impressive things I've seen from Newcastle in the past 10 months since the takeover, and perhaps Sean would have talked about this beforehand, I, I don't know, but him opening up about his mental health. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely fantastic to hear that and how Matt Ritchie was helping him, you know, and that Sean is, you know, wanting to talk about the difficult place he was in. Now, I'm not saying for one instance that that is as a result of the takeover, as a result of Eddie Howe coming in, as a result of the environment being better. 
but I'd argue that maybe it's a slight factor in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have him speak so openly about the struggles he was going through and everything, I thought was absolutely fascinating and fair play to the lad because at the end of the day, we all hear the well-worn phrase and we should hear it more often that, you know, if you are struggling, speak out. Yeah. And if you're having people like Sean Longstaff, who's on what, I know it sounds trivial to say, people will look at him and go, well, he's getting what per week oh, and yeah. he's doing That's this. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's still, you know, he's still a, a person like every single one of us. To have him come out and speak about that, I thought was absolutely fantastic. And I just wonder whether the environment around the club, yeah. as we're all feeling it, has just allowed him to go, you know what? I want to talk about this as well. Yeah. So that's been the biggest achievement. If it is a direct result of it, mm-hmm. that's the biggest achievement in Newcastle United I've seen in the past 10 months. Okay. Sorry to get really, no, no, really heavy okay. on us. Like, no, no, no. I forgot this was that. a lighthearted <laughs> podcast, by the way. But <laughs> No, no, no. It's a good point you make. Um, I think, you know, do that. I don't know if there's any questions like, but I will say one thing. The one thing I also loved, and there was two players mentioned this at the very start, mm. that he like he wanted Eddie Howe wanted them to write the names down of like birthdays, yeah, wives' yeah. names, daughter. Yeah. And you just know that Eddie would be like, Oh, how is X? Yeah. You know, how how's she doing? Or yeah. how's your son? You know what I mean? And he's like, gone home and he's got a spreadsheet on his wall <laughs> of the hotel yeah. room and he's just yeah. memorizing them every single night. He's crossing yeah. names out as to move on or something. <laughs> yeah. right? I think it's because he of course, like he sees them as players, of course, yeah. and doing a job for him, but he wants he wants them to know that. He sees them as an individual and as yeah. a person, and that that can only—it's just the best thing about it. Yeah, sure, yeah. certainly as a player, I must think like because I'm sure Maxi said it where no manager in my career so far yeah. has ever asked me like who my wife is or and it and it marries with the identity that he's trying to bring on the playing yes, side exactly, of things, yeah. doesn't it? Because yeah. you can't ask a player to run through a brick wall exactly. proverbially for you. And not, you know, be mates with them as yes. well as being the manager. And I think every single one of them has bought into it. It's right. been an incredible kind of conversion rate, I suppose you could call it. Has there been any dissent coming from the dressing room? I can't remember a single player, even Dwight Gale, you know, who, you know, disappeared off and best luck to him at Stoke. Dwight's been an absolute, you know, great bloke to deal with over the years. But he disappeared off to Stoke with all the best intentions and all the best well wishes. There's not been a player who's left who have, you know, bad-mouthed Eddie, bad-mouthed the club at all. And I think that's why, because he's made them all feel so involved, Mm -hmm. whether they're in the squad, the 25-man squad, or not in that 25-man squad, whether they're playing every week or not, he's made every single one of them feel valued, feel wanted. And as a result of that, that's why you're seeing the intensity levels from the players, which you have seen in pre-season, this season as well so far, in two games only, albeit, you know, has been increased by tenfold. And it's because they like him, they trust him, and they want to work for him. And that goes for the players, the fans, and literally everyone associated with Newcastle United. It almost feels nice that the likes of Gail Isaac Hayden's another one who's yeah. left here and Clark's gone to Sheffield yeah. United, that those blokes have left on good terms because you yep. could see it going another way. You know, we could see under previous regimes, shall we mm. say. Um, you could see that they could have left the club under a bit of a stone and gone, oh, yeah. There was talk that Kieran Clark was a little bit kind of... Um, Unhappy towards the end. I don't know how much truth there is in that, but it was yeah. something I read on Twitter. But yeah, because those blokes that are sat here late last season and said they were so important to Newcastle's yeah. recent history. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, to get them out of the championship. And then, do you know, these were lads that weren't replaced. Yeah. Should have been replaced, really, if you're going to be kind of um, a realist yeah. about it, but weren't. And kept them up. Yeah. There was a good article, actually, in The Athletic. We mentioned The Athletic before. I think it was George, actually, who wrote it. And he, he did an article where it was, it was dedicated George, yeah. towards the players who have yeah. got Newcastle where they are and have kept Newcastle where they are. I remember years ago, Jamal Lascelles coming off the pitch and he mouthed, nobody gives it, you know. And that was a, I mean, that's a low point, isn't it, in Newcastle United's yeah. history. But, you know, he's still here. 
He's still here six years on or whatever it is. He's still the captain, whether he's playing every week or not. He's yeah. the club captain still. He's still doing a job off the pitch. And I think all of those lads have to be absolutely commended. And you're talking about Bestie there, you know, important moments in Newcastle United history. Kieran Clark being sent off against Norwich. Fair play to you, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, You've helped I... us discover Joel Linton and in midfield. And uh, I'll be here all night if we're going to talk about Joel Linton's renaissance as a midfielder. I tell you what I did see today was it in our yeah. WhatsApp group. The lad who you just you asked, messaged some lad and said, oh, hi, it's Joel Linton. Morning. <laughs> Did you see it? He said, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's on Facebook. Do you want Does to it? My house? He goes out, he signed a shirt for him. And I think the lad's got a Joe Linton tattoo on his stomach. Brilliant. And he's seen Joe Linton. See, he's seen what it's like with, um, is it Dylan? Yes, with the shirts. With the shirts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the Hawaiian the shirts. Time, yeah. yeah, he said he was going to wear them on holiday and he did, didn't he? Yeah. He ended up wearing them. Well, he's messaged this kid and said, um, I asked, the message is not Louis says, hi, it's Jolin. Good morning, Jolin. <laughs> and the guy's like, Who's no, this? it's not like it. Someone from work, that. Yeah. And then he invites him around to his house. And sure enough, there's, there's a video there. He's outside his house. He's playing football. These kids it's tremendous, man. Like, Brilliant. He did it towards Amazing. it. We, we sat down after the, was it after the Arsenal game? I think it was after the Arsenal game. Yeah, because he was named player of the season, obviously, for Newcastle. And I'd said, we were having a bit of a joke and saying, you know, about the Hawaiian shirts and everything like that. And I said, have you had any more kind of like input from the fans? He's like, yeah, they are. They come to my house, they ring my doorbell. I'm like, it's getting a bit intrusive, but sell yeah. it. And he was like, you know what? Sometimes I answer and, you know, I'll say hi to them and everything like that. And I'll sign them and uh, sign the shirts and all of that. And you're thinking, yeah, you're not just an absolute destroyer in midfield. Yeah. You're a top bloke yeah. as well. You know, and that, I think that to me is, that's overstepping, I think, a bit of a mark of it. Yeah. If someone turn up your door, knocking on the door. No. I, just, I don't feel like that's really on. No, like, I wouldn't be comfortable um, with that. No, no. no. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing negative at all here, but like, I always rue the other side of that, where yeah. like you know, if 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 it didn't work out, yeah, that, if that's still sort of happening for the wrong reasons, yeah. I just I just find sometimes you've got to have a bit of a so moral of the story. If person. anyone's watching, don't try and go to Decker's gaff and try and get an autograph <laughs> no. off him because you're getting kicked <laughs> off his premises. Unless you've got a kebab Str- pizza. Have I got any questions off anyone? Let's go to what are YouTuber. Let's go to the questions. Who've we got? Surprise, you got any. It's pretty much all just our lads, to be honest with you. I've got my phone up here because I can't the size of that. But um, Liam Coates, who says, is Bruno more effective for us as an eight or a six? And what does that mean for us in the transfer market, especially with John Joe Shelby's injury? Oh, my word. I don't think we've seen enough of him as a six to be able to ask, uh, answer that. I know that's really sitting on the fence, by the way. The big intrigue for me is if Newcastle went out and got a defensive midfielder and allowed Bruno to play higher up consistently, I'd be really intrigued to see that because yeah. he played mostly as a six for Leon. You know, yeah. his goal involvements for Leon were pretty low and people were like, oh, hang on a minute, we're signing Bruno Gimarashi. He hasn't scored many. But yeah, that's because they're playing him effectively as a defensive, yeah. maybe a box-to-box midfielder. All I will say is that man is good enough to play wherever the hell he wants. Yeah, He is one of the best players I've seen in a Newcastle United shirt in years it feels mad that we managed to get him so early on it's crazy maybe in two or three years time that level of footballer but to get him that quickly i remember the night the news broke and a a lad i know who covers league on football and he said watch this space he knows his south american football as well he's got quite good links and he said watch this space bruno gimaraj newcastle they're interested and they might well be able to do a deal i was like i've seen bits of this lad really you know, we're going to have to splash big bucks on him. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure if we can do that. He says, honestly, Lapman, and if you if Newcastle do get him, you'll have pulled off one of the, the coups of the century. Guaranteed. And, you know, it's like I've mentioned years before, that first press conference, he came in, he was talking about winning the Champions yeah. League. And you can see it in his eyes, you're thinking, plumbing heck, 
he's absolutely he, he, he believes that as well and he's here to win things not here to stay up obviously he was last season initially yeah. Yeah. but then he's here to win things so just going back to the question yeah I, I don't think we've seen enough of him from a defensive side of things to say whether he's a six or a eight and I wouldn't want to second guess Eddie but I think John Josh you know his interview uh, his interview his injury will kind of push Eddie into a little bit more of a decision on that and I wouldn't be shocked to see a midfielder come in towards yeah. the back end of his transfer window I I don't 100% believe they will but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened yeah. you know um and you know anyone would want to play in a midfield with Bruno Gimmerich wouldn't they and Joel Linton, and Joel, of course and Joel Linton, that's, that's yeah. the thing a defensive midfielder comes in who do you sacrifice oh my god I mean, Joe, Joe Will, let, let's not lie, Joe Willicks, I think, has had a fantastic Joe start of the season yeah. as well. He was brilliant against Forrest. And then Sean's not been playing too badly either. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still relatively well-stocked in midfield. I still think we're maybe one short with John Joe's injury. Yeah. But, you know, if you're playing that, I personally, because I appreciate that answer was crap, um, I personally would play Bruno as an eight and I'd get in a defensive midfielder. Yeah. That would be what I'd want to do, yeah. If it's possible, uh, my only worry is if you, if you sign a player, I, I'm not saying don't sign one, you know. But if you if you, if you sign a player, <laughs> people will be right and outside if you, you're saying that. <laughs> you, you're just like because when John Joe then comes back, yeah, you know, you're really shocked then. Yeah. I mean, we're only yeah. really kind of talking this way because of John Joe's injury. Yeah, and, yeah. and to be fair, I mean, it was to say that you know John Joe comes back and then Sean gets injured, so you're still one down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. I just feel if. if if you got somebody in that you're saying, right, you are now going to start for us alongside yeah. Bruno and say Joe Linton. Yeah. And then John Joe comes back, you really then stop. Yeah. But it's still, it's still a nice headache to have, right? It's strange how it works as well, the squad, because you're looking at it at the minute and you're going, we've already covered goalkeepers, really well stocked goalkeeper, yeah. really well stocked defensively. Yeah. I'll be honest now, both yeah. are, you know, on your fullbacks, centre backs, pretty much got an, a really, really good player in each position, you would argue, with the improvement of the likes of Kraft. Emil Kraft, Javi Mankiel, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Midfield, doesn't look as well stocked as defense and then obviously up front i really you know everyone knows newcastle need attacking reinforcements by the end of the transfer window hopefully at least one possibly two can be done yeah. in the next two weeks but it's strange how the squad has just been kind of we'll build on a foundation first yeah. get the defense sorted and then we'll start working on these attacking reinforcements as well and i think that's why bruno's been played a bit further up the pitch you know to try and just Help yeah. deal with that, but yeah, I, I felt sorry for John Joe. I mean, yeah, he's had a superb preseason. He looks look leaner as yeah. than anything yeah. I've ever seen from him. Yeah. And then he obviously picks up that injury, and yeah, poor lad. Um, but hopefully, he's you know he's dealing with it. He's had a successful op last week, thankfully, and touch when he comes back pretty quickly inside the twelve weeks. It was twelve weeks. I was going to ask you yeah. twelve weeks for John 12 Joe. Weeks. Yeah. yeah, but he has as well, and that's something that we kind of mentioned earlier about um, how much fitter they've been this season. Callum yeah. Wilson. Started last, he said at the start of last season, we weren't fit. Yeah. You know, we weren't fit to play for him. Yeah. And this, this season, he's high kicking already. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. He's, that hamstring would have popped yeah. last season. He was trying that. The, the, yeah. I, I think, um, sorry, it's not really any answer to the question at all, but um, the, the one player who I thought, I thought actually had a decent game against Brighton uh, is Miggy, who I've been mm. really impressed mm. with um, yeah. from, from the end, towards the end of last season, the Arsenal game especially. Um, just... I've, we all know the work rate's always going to be at the fitness is always there. It yep. was even under other regimes. Yeah. But there just looks an extra air of confidence mm. with them running with the ball. Yep. It looks like the Miggy were very first signed. Yeah. Um, full of running in and behind, can yep. take a man on. He looks another player, which we've mentioned Kraft, we've mentioned a lot of yep. other players there, but he is one for me that mm. I feel because if I'm being honest, as much as I loved him, I thought maybe it might be one that we might ship out and maybe get extra quality. But yep. now I feel no, like 
he's definitely going to be a part he's, of that plan. He's a confidence player as well as Miggy, though, isn't he? Mm. And when you've got players of sufficient quality behind him, yeah. you know, you saw against Forrest, how many times did Bruno slip the ball in behind their back four <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Miggy Almiron? Because Miggy, if he makes that run, he knows nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten known Bruno, he'll find him. Yeah. You know, and to have that level of confidence as a player when you're, you know, you're a player that works on confidence too. Mm -hmm. You could see that goal against Crystal Palace last season. The confidence oh, was flowing yeah. through him already back then. Yeah. You know, pre-season, he's, you know, he looked pretty handy, didn't he? Chipped in with a few goals. And he started this season off very, very nicely as well. Has, so, I'm delighted for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, you can see that he's, he's willing to carry the ball more. Whereas when I found towards, you know, the, the Bruce era. Yeah. Oh, would, you finally mentioned his uh, name, uh, huh? Yeah. I thought it was a banned um, word in this. <laughs> no, 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 just, you know, um, he would he would cut back and just look inside. And, yeah. And, whereas yeah. I feel under how he, he's he's willing to get yeah. forward and, and get at them. And obviously in preseason he scored a, pretty much a similar goal almost every goal. Yeah, he did. Like, um, but yeah. that's no problem. I mean, like, no, uh, no. no really good. Score another 20 of them this season. It'll be all right yeah, by me. Yeah. And to be fair, you can't... I, I've never met anyone who doesn't like Miggy Almiron, largely because yeah. he literally... I've never seen him without a smile. Oh, the lad yeah. literally wanders around the training ground with a smile. I don't think anyone's seen a happier bloke than him. And oh, I'd love it. I'd love for him to succeed at succeed, Newcastle. Yeah. Rarely would. Go back to YouTube. I've really sorry, I've got my eyes on bad either, but it's kind of, I can't make, make any bigger. Says, <laughs> how did you guys think of Botman's start? And uh, do you think we play him against Manchester City? Oh. Well, I'm going to the target situation, and he said it was a dead leg, correct? Yeah. And do you. Would you then feel target just come straight back yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, and I, I think, I think we go back to Dan Byrne, Fabian Shea. I would expect not that as well. To be honest, Sven did yeah. anything wrong against Brighton at all? I thought, like we said before, I thought he did pretty damn well considering yeah. it was his first yeah. Premier League start. Um, but I think Eddie proved with Bruno when he fed him into the team in January <laughs> yeah. that it's very much a case of if it ain't broke, we don't fix it Aye. at Newcastle. And Byrne and Shea have looked strong. Yeah. Really, I'm obviously didn't have much to do against Forest, but even towards the back end of last season, the Spurs game aside, uh, but we won't mention that. Um, I thought they've looked absolutely brilliant, brilliant. the pair of them together. Um, it's so, going to be hellish opposition, obviously, on Sunday. Oh, and I, I just feel yeah. sometimes, in fairness, I, I remember I said this about Dubravka, and I was totally wrong. And just to quickly go back about his debut, yeah, yeah. I just always worry sometimes putting in a new player against real top. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I mean, if it were, I'm going to, I'll mine out his Martinez situation with him at the back there. And he's been getting hammered, yeah. absolutely hammered. Yeah. And his confidence could be shot to pieces. Yeah. And I just feel it going back to what you said about if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Let's just keep Botman until the problem was at Manchester United, it was already broke. Well, so. it was already broke, <laughs> actually. Um, and I just yeah, I see your point. Pointing him in against Holland and everything else that's yeah. on offer. It, I know. You know just Can you imagine that though? And you're like, well, I mean, it's not your Premier League debut, it's your it's second not, yeah, full second game in the Premier League, yeah. but you've got Grealish, Haaland, you know, De Bruyne coming at you, Bernardo Silva, Mares, whoever else it might be. Jeez, Pula. Oh. I mean, to be fair to him, he's of the mentality that I would fully expect him to be able to deal with that and then in, some. Because in fairness, but, he's, he's probably signed to play that yeah, game. Like, he course. wants to play against him. He wants time. to test himself, yeah. In time. I, I, I do think it'll be Burn and Cher that come in and, and Matty goes back to left back. Talking about those lads, we've got Daryl Mitchell-Hill, oh, a loyal viewer. A lovely lad as well, Daryl. Very him. nice lad. <laughs> who says, uh, do you focus on Mark and Harland out of the game on Sunday or stopping him or stopping the supply lines? Well, How do you stop Man City, basically? I, I think if you go to the Bournemouth game, they won 4-0 and Holland touched the ball eight times. Yeah. Eight times and didn't touch yeah. the ball once in the box. So uh, yeah. they can hammer you without him even needing to be there. That's yeah. is, is that is, is that well, I think the supply is the issue. They played without a striker for so long, really. Yeah, didn't they, they did, yeah. They're having yeah. to change the system to accommodate a striker. 
which yeah. is incredible when you think they've won six Premier League, well, not all with this same system, but six Premier League titles. Or is it two under Guardiola as well? Yeah. And you're looking at it and going, you haven't had a striker. I mean, you had Aguero in fairness, but... You know. Jesus was, wasn't, I didn't feel it was used correctly. No, in my you opinion, what he's doing uh, at Arsenal. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But no, how do you stop? How do you stop Manchester City? Yeah, I think everyone. These people are far cool. more intelligent than us <laughs> who <laughs> don't know the answer. Imagine to that. the money we could make if we knew the answer to that. Yeah, just just stick Joel Linton on Kevin De Bruyne and see what can happen. Because I tell you what, you've got to stop De Bruyne before you stop Holland. Yeah, right, Kevin one. De Bruyne is one of the finest players, if not the finest player in the world yeah. right now. I would yeah. argue, and you know, if you can stop De Bruyne then you stop a little part of Manchester City. Yeah. They just hurt you in so many ways, can't oh, they? Oh, they do, yeah. Um, the building up from the back, moving an extra body into midfield, which is just genius in itself. Yeah. And then you've obviously got whoever you've got on the on the flanks, whether it be Grealish, whether it be Mares, whether it be Nardo Silva, where, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And then obviously the big battering Ram Holland up top now as well. And yeah, you touched upon that his touches against Bournemouth. Ah. It's mental. He, he, in one time, they stopped it. And yeah, he touched the ball twice, twice. even. Yeah. Once was from kickoff and the yeah. other one was an assist. And it's like, how? How yeah. have you done that in yeah. a game where you're dominating? And uh, you would it, think you'd be involved a lot more than that, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. yeah. But you know, if you switch off against him, well, oh, that's yeah. gonna. No, I mean, West Ham did twice. Edison, Edison can put the ball in the, can put the ball in his twin, no problem from 80 yeah. yards. Yeah. Away. So yeah. you can close all those avenues off. Yeah. They've still got a long ball that use. Yeah. Oh, lovely big boy as well, like so. <laughs> <laughs> he is that, but he's up against our own lovely big boy in Fabian Cher. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Fab might have the game of his I'm life, sure and Burn will clatter him early. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Let, let, let him noise there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But I was Sunday league fever. Yeah. That could be. That could be the plan. Get, just get burnt and that, and then yeah, and tidy up afterwards. Yeah. yeah, a proper Kai have a elbow on him yeah. straight <laughs> off. Try and go unnoticed without it, and uh, not that we're you know not that I'm condoning every violence no. or anything, but if there's any hair grabbing to be done maybe yeah apparently that's allowed so you know joseph Brute asks yes what's your thoughts on the potential amazon documentary <sighs> um it right. was something i hope would never come around for us yeah it I seems inevitable at some point absolutely adore them style of document i mean You're i watch about them over and over again oh, you know oh, i yeah. watch all the american football ones i, I watch hard knocks because it's the same thing and yeah. i just love all of it but I, i'm shit scared that it'll be us i am <laughs> yeah. i am but but at the same time I really would love to see Eddie Howe in, in that environment, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. And I, of course, I, I'd love I'd it, love but the, just, you know. thought of it being us now, if it being us 18 months ago. Oh, Christ. Oh, I'll tell you what, that would have been totally different. box office, wouldn't it? If it was 18 months ago. What's the Sunday one called again? Until I die. That's the Until I die. Yeah. Watching that, kind of, I think that's because I associate, I've not watched it, but I would associate Newcastle having that kind of, that level of... Comedy value. That level of kind of... Encroachment in yeah. kind of the mind. I think, oh god, it's going to be the same for us. Yeah. I mean, look at the ones that ones that have come out with Mourinho, Tottenham. Um, yeah, who's Arteta, Guardiola, Man City, Arteta, Arsenal. With yeah. the exception of the Guardiola one, they've all been kind of like the managers have been made to be kind of four guys a little bit. Yeah, the memes of um, Arteta put, putting the music on before in training and yeah. stuff, and <laughs> Mourinho watching Sky Sports News and telling the television. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. Though. It was brilliant. <laughs> I kind of worry that Eddie Howe's going to something's going to happen to Eddie. Yeah, it'd be like Brendan Rodgers with the um, was it him with the envelopes or was that Rafa? Oh, there's Rafa's no, first Rafa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rafa's yeah. envelopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell I you think... what, though, they're not going to make any more awkward than. Did you ever see the clip of him when they brought Christmas carol singers down to Bournemouth? Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, they're not going to make him more awkward than that, to be yeah. fair. The poor lad was absolutely accosted by them, yeah, didn't know where yeah. to put himself. I remember but... watching, it would have been full focus, maybe, I could be wrong there, where Gary Lineker went down. Yeah. And it was only 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, and he was showing you around the, the rooms that he had changed with inside yeah. the stadium and things like that. And, 
and I, I, I love everything like yeah. I absolutely love it. I find it yeah. fascinating yeah. you know and you just you just always worry how it can make maybe yeah. certain players look maybe yeah. you know behind the scenes or people can take things the wrong way so it worries us but I would absolutely love it at the it's same that time. double-edged sword though isn't it, it? Is it is, it's yeah, kind of you want the insight yeah. but at the same time you don't want anything to go wrong. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, at Arsenal, I spoke, spoke to a few Arsenal fans about this, about obviously the way that the season ended last year because that would have been the perfect ending for the documentary, yeah. you know, for them to clinch top four and Arteta be, you know, this, that and the other. For them to fall flat on their asses right yeah. at the end, yeah. you know, and obviously Newcastle playing a, a very, very big part in that as well, you know, was, I haven't obviously seen the end of a documentary, but was the worst possible ending for it. Yeah. I would hate hate for Newcastle to have that sort of effect yeah. and then, you know, be on the cusp of the Champions League <laughs> and fall flat on her ass in the final episode yeah. and it'd be like... It sounds like something would do. That's yeah, it does. Like, it, it does. It does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The flip side of that is if we have this amazing season, and I, don't, I mean, I, I don't for a moment suppose we're going to finish the top four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But seventh place could be, and if we win a late yeah. game late in the season, that's yeah. the, takes it even to the Conference League, the Conference League towards us. Oh, yeah, win a trophy or something it's as well. something that, yeah, or, yeah, a League Cup or... Yeah. FA Cup run because you know though it's not totally beyond the question. Yeah, yeah. I think in regards ah. to what's happened, the the all or nothing thing was was always going to happen. So with the next with the next club, that something's happening in, happening at, isn't yeah. it? To to be that close. you can't it's see already... any other Premier League club no, doing can, it. I don't you? think at the moment. No, I can't. No, yeah. um, thinking about the ones who already have as well. Yeah, I don't, you're not going to go back to one of them. I mean, no. they could do it. They did Everton at a at a push. Maybe Everton with the new stadium coming in, and obviously Frank, depending on how long he's he's there. Um, but you know, you might look at that. Alternatively, no, you, you're struggling, it's aren't you? It's after us. that, it is. It's yeah, us. yeah, it is. And I'd, I'd love to look behind the curtain. Like, I have to, I have to be honest. Right, yeah. then, cameras are on the way. It is Amazon. If you're I, watching this, be on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, sorry, let's it's answer that question right now. No, Newcastle don't want an all or nothing Amazon documentary. <laughs> At all, we don't want anything to do with it. My God, poor world has enough to deal with yeah, watching just... Premier League productions worldwide with me on it. So ruined a man's career there. To be honest with you. <laughs> hey, no, no, I, I was being polite. I was... <laughs> I'll definitely watch it if you're on. It's all right, mate. I think I've already ruined my career a long time ago, so <laughs> don't worry about that. But lads, I think we're going to draw a line under it there. Okay, it's Oof. been lovely, Andy. Thank you very much for coming yeah, in. It's thanks, gone Andy. over like five minutes or so. It's that flown felt over. like I tell it's you, flown over. And that fan, we have brought that in. Well played. Well, normally it's not there, so he's moved it and he's done well. Yeah. Oh, he's done back my head's dripping. Love it. I'm on fire. See so it. Grimly. The makeup's dripping it. off you now, bestie. It is. Like, like, yeah. Have you ever seen Death Becomes there? <laughs> <laughs> Just pale and blue, but he's on the facade. Yeah. Except I haven't got a big hole in me stomach. I've got the opposite. I've got a big bowling ball in my head. I'm taking care of that one head home, though. <laughs> no liquid pills this week. It's oh, <laughs> a lovely sight to leave a viewers on that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's pressy for you. But lads, I've loved your company tonight. Thank you very much. Oh, no, that's cheers for inviting us on, lads. Yeah. Love what you do on this channel. It's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, yeah, anytime you uh, want us back, feel free. And I'm going to talk to the camera now, pointing at it. Listeners aren't going to get the benefit of this. We've got the Fantasy Football podcast with Matthew coming on at some point. Extra time with Roger and Laura and Scott and all them lads and lasses Ian. I think this is all, isn't he it? He does, yes. God, I'm really showing myself up here. Go on, no, you don't. <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got match previews. We've got any amount of shit. And, and Mark's back on holiday at some point, so you might want to give those ones a miss, yeah? <laughs> well, thanks very much for watching, stroke, listening, enjoying yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.